0: Getting this thing started, how would you describe what it is that you do? And maybe give us a little bit of a background of where you come from.
1: Sure. Well, it's such a fun question to reflect upon because you probably mean professionally. And so, yeah, I think that I am doing my best to help people connect with their own inner knowing, their own inner wisdom, their inner truth align with the divine and live on purpose with their own meaning and purpose, what gives them a sense of why they're here with more joy. And I am a licensed occupational therapist, have been for almost 30 years now, which is wild to think about. And I became an occupational therapist to help people who maybe have had some type of illness or injury, or they've had a stroke or something like that to be able to function at their highest independent, but I would also say interdependent level. And real briefly, when I first got into healthcare in, well, I worked as health, as a nursing assistant when I was in my teens, but when I came out as a licensed professional in 1996, I wanted to be on the preventative side of healthcare and help people live with better health and wellness. But because of here in the US, our mainstream healthcare system is very much supported at the moment for better or worse with insurance companies. And over time they uh, they have their challenges with what they reimburse and they really put a lot of pressure on healthcare professionals to have these high productivity standards, which are usually unattainable. And so I burnt out, which I've now learned a new term, moral injury or moral distress, very early on in my career, where I was told to have a certain number of patient visits in a particular day, but I just couldn't meet that those standards, and I thought there was something wrong with me, and so I started developing symptoms of with anxiety, depression, and. Because I couldn't bill for prevention and wellness. For example, now we know at the time we had inklings of this, but we now know with more research that people can prevent over 90% of significant illnesses. And I wasn't able to bill for that with insurance. So I started experiencing because of my own stress, I started taking classes in meditation, Qigong energy healing, and I went to massage therapy and reflexology school. So at the time, that was really known as complementary alternative medicine. And now it's the term that's being used more frequently as integrative health. And so in that process, I discovered how my intuition was really the light with that lamp in front of my path when i didn't know how to go forward i had spent all this time in college i had spent a lot of time and money in my studies i sacrificed a lot to go to school although that's what you do in your early 20s but it was it was a lot of work and i was very disillusioned and so i had to dig deep within and i had teachers along the way who supported me and over time i found how that connection to our own inner knowing can also really help us with health and wellness as well. Mm-hmm. So that's just to get us started. <laughs> Does that answer like your it. question? Oh, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when we listen to our intuition, it's more aligned with this um so-called preventative medicine, right? Altogether.
1: Well, lives. I would yeah, I would say that. That The connection I made is that, and I'm sure I'm not the first to make this connection, but that's how I present my book, is that you not only can you make better decisions in life, you can have more self-confidence, self-esteem, better relationships with yourself and others, live with more peace and harmony and joy. While you do that, listening to your own, your personal, your inner truth, the more that you do that, science has confirmed that you can have a more resilient heart rate variability, you can have lower cortisol levels, you are essentially connecting with the part of you that's more in that homeostatic balance where you can respond versus to react in your life. Now, I know that sounds idealistic. I'm not completely perfect in every moment in my life with that, but I have really made great strides in that in my life. And I now have gone on to help thousands of people in private client sessions and in classes to access that. Now I've written this book as well so that people can, if they don't want to take a class or or if they want to do this on their own, I also have my own YouTube channel. You can just search Emmy Vadness on YouTube and I have a lot of recorded meditations that uh, you can access. And of course, you know, we know there's a lot of ways to access different meditations and so forth, but Meditation isn't the only way to quiet the mind and connect with intuition, but it's one of the primary ways. But there are lots of ways to do it, such as like taking a relaxing bath, going for a walk, being in nature, spending time with a loved one, you know, that sometimes doing non-purposeful activity can help us connect with that. And the more that we do that, the more that we are going to uh, have less stress in our lives we're going to be living on purpose so that we feel more in harmony you'll feel more in harmony you know like you gary i would imagine when did you decide to make your podcast because you seem very in the flow (laughs) when you're doing your podcast so how did that come to you
0: it was actually doing some kind of uh like a mock podcast where I'm doing what I do now in a Zoom session with a yoga philosophy teacher. And there was something that just hit me while I was in, it was not recorded, it was just like a meeting with another teacher. There's something just hit me in the moment that said, wait a second, I'm like interviewing this person. Cause I was asking them a lot of questions. They knew a lot about what we were talking about. And uh, in that moment I said, well, if I'm doing it right now, I can just do it with other people. And here we are, 200 episodes later, doing the same thing that uh, I was doing back. Um, this was during the COVID days, so we couldn't meet, you know, we couldn't meet up. So we literally had to go on Zoom in order to do these yoga classes and uh, took advantage of the the moment at hand. And like I said, here we are 200 episodes later. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. That, so this is a. Uh- and so, how is it for you? What does it do for you? Um, why is it meaningful for you to conduct these interviews?
0: Oh, man. That's a tough one to answer. See, that's, now, what?
1: now that's, I'm interviewing you. <laughs> that's, hey, we're just going
0: back and forth. It's just a conversation here. <laughs> it's meaningful because I recognize that I am ignorant about a lot. And I can mm-hmm. come on here with, um, I don't, I was going to say willful ignorance. I don't know if that's the right word, but just the open mindedness, a genuine open mindedness and curiosity in somebody's mind and how it works and what they know that I don't know and I just with that foundation learned so much from all of these people all over the world and it serves me because I wouldn't have been able to learn so much if I didn't have this um, platform. I would have just um, kind of been enclosed in a sort of echo chamber of knowledge if that makes Mm. sense i wouldn't be able to expand my sense of awareness outside of outside of um i don't know how to put it outside of just like the things that i know because i like i said i come on here with a sense of not knowing so i'm just Mm. gonna be like let's see what happens when i ask these questions but so it opens up just so much possibility i guess is what i'm trying to say what i can learn and on top of that I bring people along you know along the ride so i like to think it's a win-win for me and anybody else that tunes in but but Mm -hmm. it's all point of the this whole thing it's all i'm just following my intuition especially when i find people like you and -hmm. like anybody else that i have on here i just watch a few videos one two three videos and i just know there's something inside of me that says uh yeah this is going to be a good conversation most of this has been just through intuitive guidance and uh especially in the moment like right now literally all of my conversations pretty much are just led through intuition like where to go Mm -hmm. next what to ask what to say i usually don't come prepared it's all just like in the moment some kind of internal intuitive Mm -hmm. guidance that just flows through and uh yeah that's it that's i guess i don't want to go too much off on a tangent here it's uh It's been a learning experience, a very great learning experience, to say the least.
1: Right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Gary. And that's Mm -hmm. a beautiful example of intuition Mm -hmm. and how you're listening to it. And for you, you said it's a knowing. Mm -hmm. So for you, what happens like in your body or how do you know when you know?
0: That's a tough one. I was going to ask you that.
1: (laughs) Well, I can give you some ideas. So for some people, it... Their body relaxes. They just kind of feel something, or they might get like kind of an electric, like joyful, positive feeling, yeah, or they might hear something, they might smell something. Uh, sometimes people will actually see images in their minds depending on how alert they are, kind of a normal waking consciousness or versus like being in meditation. okay. so so do you have some idea now?
0: Yeah. I just don't know what it is I just it's something that's resonant Mm -hmm. and I feel as though that we all know what intuition is but it's hard to pin down with words right at Mm -hmm. least for me Mm -hmm. I I don't know it's just something that's resonant like there's just something that just like the light goes on or like yep It's it's like a yes or a no it's like a yes yes go with that or no that's not it. I feel as though my Mm -hmm. intuition is really simple. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's super clear. That's
1: fabulous. Right. And so you might actually see that in your mind, or it might be you've used the word feel a few times. And so when I hear people use the word feel, and I'm a feeler, um, sometimes known as empaths, and it's all on a continuum of how much we sense that it could be some on some level within your body as well of You know, if you feel like, ooh, this is exciting or ooh, I, you know, right? Like if you walk into a room, sometimes you can feel like if the vibe feels good or if the energy isn't so great.
0: That's what it is. It's more so of like an emotion than, than like a visualization or like a sound or hearing. It's more just like this energy that I feel. It's either attraction or aversion. And I can feel that very subtly, but yet it's there. And yes, the more I meditate, which I do every day, I'm able to tap in with that. And even sometimes I do like meditations upon certain things. And this may be taking it a step further, but sometimes I'll say, say I need to make some kind of general decision. I say, all right, I'm going to go meditate five, 10 minutes on what this is and then let let that intuitive guidance that feeling just come through and it will come through almost like a radio signal
1: it's very yeah
0: so hard to explain
1: oh no you're you're doing a beautiful job gary and that's a great <laughs> yes. example because yeah and i love that you mentioned meditation because like i said earlier that is considered one if not the primary way to do that but really when we look at what meditation is and there's many different types of meditation and for those listening you know experiment or find what works for you. And I some I have a variety, I kind of have a repertoire of different meditations that I will use. But a simple one is, is connecting with the heart, just maybe placing your hand over your heart, or just following your breath, or just noticing thoughts like mindfulness and just not getting caught up in them and just have an oh well attitude and just bring your attention back to your body, your heart or your breath. And know that Sometimes people get, you know, you mentioned the word aversion, they'll have an aversion to the word meditation and think, oh, I'm not a good meditator. I can't stop my thoughts. And that's really a misnomer that's, we're not going to stop the thoughts, but we can slow them down. And when we can slow those thoughts down, we can literally think more clearly. We can get those flashes of insight. You know, there's some research studies that have shown that when people go into meditation or shift their consciousness, their awareness, what they're focusing on, lack of, you know, instead of being caught up in thoughts or caught up in emotions, we can step back from them, that we can actually access more information. And it seems that through science, there's quantum entanglement, the idea that we're all interconnected, which has been verified in a lot of parapsychological research studies. And so, when we can kind of Step back and get out of our own way, you know, our own divine spark, what we perceive as our own individual consciousness. We can then open up to the greater consciousness. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we've all heard terms like that before the higher self, greater consciousness, source. Um, would you say that's all tied into intuition, like a higher intelligence that's within us?
1: Yes, I would say that. And I think that everyone is. Different on how they perceive it. Some people, there, there might be some people who are strong dreamers, for example, where they get information and dreams. For some people, it might be that they get a flash of insight. For others, they are aware of paying attention to signs and symbols or synchronicities in their life. And the more that we make space for this, I think that's another great word is space, making space for this in our lives the more that we're going to feel like we are living on purpose, because we are going to have those synchronicities, those meaningful. Sometimes people refer to them as meaningful coincidences or serendipities where we feel like, Oh, we are on the right track. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So like you inviting me, and thank you again for having me on your program is like, Hey, people are paying attention to what I'm doing. And, Thank goodness that Gary sees what I'm here to offer and share. And I'm not, I didn't discover intuition. I'm just helping amplify it because in my life, when I was going through one of the worst times in my life, quite frankly, it was intuition and my teachers who taught me how to access this part of me, how to quiet the mind, how to step back from the fear and the doubt, which by the way, that is really a killer of intuition is when we have fear or doubt about, am I listening to my intuition? Am I making the right decision? And that's why you gave a perfect example that you meditate each day. And yoga also is a great way to connect with intuition. And yoga has a meditative quality, whether you are moving through the asanas and like a vinyasa flow, or if you're doing a static, you're really connecting with the breath and you're getting into the present moment. And for some people that can be challenging because the repressed and suppressed thoughts that we have can start bubbling up to the surface. So, what I offer in my book and one of the ways that I bring that healing approach into it is that we can then move through those limitations, barriers, past wounds, losses, unresolved grief in our life so that we can release those kind of perpetual Uh, barriers that keep us from accessing our inner knowing and living in harmony with our truth and really being, I think of also with intuition for me, not everybody agrees with this, but I do believe that intuition is synonymous with love, not necessarily romantic love, although that could be part of it, but love in that you are in that state of kindness, joy, compassion, just simply being, witnessing, and observing Without judgment, you know, this is where it's so interesting because some people may know this listening, but the, but mindfulness comes from Buddhist, the Buddhist meditation Vipassana and Vipassana really means clear seeing, which is what intuition is. I've Mm -hmm. had the great pleasure to, we've done a new thinking aloud uh, where I'm a co-host. We've done, I've done a two interviews with Robert Thurman, who is a preeminent scholar in the world on Buddhism. And we've also done a live stream with him. And and really it's having that clarity, connecting with that light and that clarity within yourself. And it also makes me think of the in the Dao De Ching Lao Tzu, there's a quote in there, a passage around, can you sit long enough so that the mud can settle from the water of the mind? Essentially is what it says. And then you can see more clearly. So like when you think about like clear audience, clear hearing, clear essence clear feeling, clairvoyance, clear seeing, the clairs as they're called, it really just means clear. And and so there's a balance of bringing attention and love to yourself to heal those areas that keep you from connecting with your intuition. And then also recognizing when your intuition is speaking to you versus seeing it through the filter or feeling it through the filter of your past wounds or your judgments or your biases. And so I really look at, that's why I called my book, Intuitive Development, which one could say is also a misnomer because we're all intuitive. It's just really releasing the ways that we don't connect with that. But it is a process of developing that more strongly by evolving your own consciousness so that you are not bogged down with those areas that keep you from accessing it more easily, quickly and readily. And you gave a beautiful example how you will when, for example, when you're vetting your potential guests, that you sounds like you watch a couple clips of some of their interviews and you know right away if this is going to be a good conversation or not. And I think that a lot of people listening, we all are intuitive. Some of us are more connected to it, like you said on that radio signal where you get really dialed in and there's no static and it's super clear. That's what we want. However, many people don't know how they intuit. And so then they doubt it and then they don't they can't dial back into that radio mm-hmm. signal on demand. Mm-hmm. However, for those listening, what I would suggest is, when was a time in your life where you listened to your intuition, your inner knowing, your inner wisdom, You made a decision or did something in your life and it turned out really well and you were happy or the people involved were happy or it somehow served you or others in your life. And you gave an example about having your podcast, Gary. When was a time? And so then to think about and feel into what, how did I know that was a good decision or that was a really fabulous decision? And One for me is when I chose to go to college to specialize in occupational therapy, and I also at the time double majored in psychology. And I just knew that I was excited about those topics, that I felt like, oh, this is a way that I can really help people. And wow, if I could actually attain this degree and pass all the tests and the licensing board exam, I'll feel that I really accomplished something. And if I go to the school, I'll feel like, wow, this this is really spectacular. So, it felt right to me. It felt joyful and exciting. And I it motivated me enough to, to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, think about a time in your life where you made a decision or did something and you're like, ooh, that was a mistake. I mean, we learn from our mistakes. So, we don't want to have shame or there's no blame or judgment for that. That's how we learn. And when you feel back or look back at that time in your life what was missing from that your intuition or what was the information that you didn't pay attention to or what was it that your intuition showed you or that was present that you just kind of were like ah or over overrode it somehow
0: yeah uh uh-huh. what was missing is the scene well i'm sorry i feel like we always see it it just depends on if we listen to it if we um adhere Mm. to what we see we can either listen to our thoughts which that can get a little pesky or we can listen to that subtle transmission of intuition so i would say any of those moments where um where it didn't feel good there was the the subtle knowing that came from intuition of this isn't the way I just didn't listen to the intuition. I probably listened to my dumb thoughts, the mind, you know, <laughs> the logical, mm-hmm. rational part of the mind. I said, yeah, just, I wanna just go for it, just do it anyway, you know. Um, and that's obviously in a very general sense, that's putting it very generally, but it was usually just from listening to a different part of the mind that wasn't tied to intuition.
1: Right, exactly. And so people sometimes think, so so I agree with you. The thing is, is that sometimes people don't know what are, what are is my, my yeah. thoughts kind of overriding this or what is logic that we ought to pay attention to. Yeah. And I just want to add that I am a fan of logic. I think the two combined are exponentially powerful. So absolutely, just like how I went to school to learn a skill, I had to be trained how to do that. But then I can listen to my intuition when I'm working in a clinical situation or with my clients or teaching somebody individually or coaching them or in a class. I can feel into my intuition combined with my training and background, you know, for example. And so this is why I'm trying to encourage people to pay attention to how do you know when your intuition is strong so that when you have moments of making a decision, are needing to make like a yes or no on something to listen to that as well as that logical part at the same time i will say that the one area that people can get tripped up on is fear yeah where they're wondering is this my fear that's my intuition or fear that is actually something i should pay attention to so i just want to offer that that takes a bit of discernment and one of the methods that i pr- personally like to use well, of course, I also meditate and and check into my intuition, and it's grown leaps and bounds over the last twenty plus years is that I also use intuitive cards. And some people might use tarot or they might use a pendulum, uh, or you know there's other various methods. And so that can help me validate something when I may be feeling emotional about something or have an emotional attachment to something or if maybe i don't have that half hour 45 minutes to sit in meditation but maybe i can then center connect with my breath my heart and some people like to do like a a prayer or some type of intention before working with whatever divinatory technique they're using and i have found them to be incredibly helpful and insightful and once you allow yourself to center you know like you like you and i have a meditation practice Is helpful to have that as a grounding force, you know, for connecting within. But then more throughout the day, you can make those decisions and see how it plays out. You know, one of the fun ways that I like to do it sometimes, or I tell my students, is hey, when you're thinking about you want to stream some movie or show, use your intuition on looking at the cover, looking at the title, or maybe reading through the description. How does this feel? Does this feel or how to, you know, use whatever methods of intuition work for you on something that that, that would be, is it something that I would enjoy? And then you can make it sort of like a playful game in your life or, yeah. you know, cause we're all making so- dozens of decisions throughout the day. What am I going to eat for lunch? Am I going to spend time with a friend this weekend? Or do I want to spend time alone? Should I volunteer for this organization? Should I not, um, should I purchase this or not make this purchase? Is this something I would be good for me to eat? Not good for me to eat. Mm. And some of these things we do understand logically, um, but it's just feeling into them and then noticing how things play out in your life. And then that can give you a gauge.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So um, once we do align with our intuition, form a sort of relationship, even though it's really not, it's just yourself. But it is sort of a relationship, I feel. You know, something to... The relationship is in being able to tap into it. You know, that's how Mm -hmm. you strengthen it. Um, So once we do, strengthening this mental muscle, if you want to call it that, Mm -hmm. you mentioned purpose, right? It leads us more toward a purposeful living. Now, would you say there is a alignment in that purpose through everyone's intuition? As in, um, let's say hypothetically, everybody today got aligned with their intuition? Mm -hmm. What purpose would this bring us to as a human species? And I know we all have, you know, we all have individual purposes, but like at a collective level, if we could kind of kind of generalize that, where's this bringing us?
1: I would say it would bring us to greater love, respect and unity for ourselves and others. Yeah. And that I think that more people will be would be fulfilled. I think we would have less conflict, less violence, less wars. Yeah. Some may argue that some people their purpose is here to create conflict, you know that we do have light and dark to evolve and to learn. However, I think we can learn without so much of that or even any of that. Quite frankly.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. I don't think we only need to learn, I feel like, in order to get in touch with our intuition. I feel like once you're in touch with your intuition, what more do you need to learn? It leads the way. The higher self just kind of guides you. Yeah. You know?
1: I agree. I yeah. very much agree. And I think that our you know, it's everybody's beliefs are different. So everybody has to, you know, I respect everybody's beliefs or where your consciousness is at this level. So whatever I say, I'm not suggesting is the gospel, but where I am right now in my consciousness and understanding about this is that. So for example, I've had the privilege of interviewing a few people recently, one person who remembers his life before coming to this lifetime and he's not alone there are many people who have done this but he's written a book on his name is Christian Sunberg and he talks about where he was talking with the people who are beings i should say who assisted him before coming here he remembers like being fitted for the veil so that he could have the frequency dialed down so he could experience whatever his soul needed to experience in this lifetime for for his learning and he said he recalls being shown a probability tree Of what could happen in his life of like, if you choose this, this will likely happen. If you choose this, this will likely happen. And I am starting to kind of come to a conclusion. Oh, one other person I want to mention too is, I believe his name is Rob Schwartz, who talks about soul planning. And he's conducted many sessions with people where he guides them to connect with their, I believe it's their lives between lives or before coming here. And both of them have sort of helped me see that I feel like intuition is sort of like if there was sort of like ABCD plus plans that we maybe agreed to and coming to this life. Not that, I mean, I believe we have free will that I believe that following our intuition is more like the A plan or the B plan versus if we take the more scenic route as we, as you might say, but then we, yeah. but you know, but I also want to offer that I, that I feel that I do believe we're here to learn, to love, to give and receive love, to serve each other, support each other. And, and probably more than that. And so I think that part of the process is our learning and experience. So there's no shame or blame, you know, if we choose path F or, you know, Uh, W sometimes because we're taking that route, but then ultimately our soul is going to learn, you know, through those experiences.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man. It does seem like a learning process, but it seems like a learning process to just get us involved with love. And once we're involved with love, to me, it's like, what more do we have to learn? um you know like if we're just an embodiment of love which i do believe that's what we're supposed to do here if there's a decision tree the tree the decisions ultimately go to love you know like where are we going what are we doing what are we learning for it's so that we can become these embodiments of love um almost like past the physicality of us just think about the energetic frequency of love that's what we're supposed to like become through this decision tree through multiple lives most likely um so yeah we definitely have to learn but it's like how much do we have to learn to get there (laughs) that's what i feel Mm, And and mm -hmm. when we touch when we tap into the intuition i think i've already said this you're tapping into that embodiment of love and it just leads the way like i feel like when i am in the flow of love i'm not learning anything if that makes sense i'm just i'm I'm learning because I said this was a whole giant learning experience for me, so it may seem like a contradiction. But it's not like learning from mistakes, if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm, not like mm-hmm. uh, not like I'm building karma. It's more of just like this just the flow. Yeah, it's just a flow, a path of least resistance because I feel like, um The learning is resistance. Like when we learn, oh, that was resistance and until we get the lesson, then we won't face resistance anymore. Um, I don't know, I'm talking a little esoterically here, <laughs> kind of going You off. Make
1: com- uh, you make <laughs> complete sense to me. I love what you're yeah. saying and I agree with you. I very much believe that, that's why when I mentioned that I believe that intuition is synonymous with love, which is why I painted, a, I painted this heart on, on the cover of my book, mm-hmm. is because I really believe that connecting with intuition is allowing, giving space for heart opening our hearts, my heart, your heart, to open more. Mm -hmm. And it seems we also have strengths and gifts and abilities that we are meant to also assist and contribute to others, aligning more with the divine and their love as well. And so, with intuition, that's what I was saying earlier about living on purpose with more meaning and purpose. What, you know, each of us have has our own again, this is my belief, we each seem to have our own gifts that we can share with others. And intuition, some people do this naturally. They don't necessarily always have to take a course in intuition or think about it. Just some people naturally do this, but some people might listen to it 10% of the time, or maybe they listen to it 50%, or maybe they have like three months where they're like, man, I was just listening to my intuition 90% of the time. and so. My mission really is to support people to expand that to even a hundred percent. Like what would your life be like if you were listening to your intuition a hundred percent of the time? And, and even though this is an oxymoron, but what a lovely goal. Mm-hmm. I also really like how you said the word flow. So I believe that intuition is really being, you know, you mentioned what more is there, you know, and, <laughs> and right, you know, Ram Das talks about that, be here now. He also has a book, be love now. Mm. And so the, so that's why I mentioned a simple way to connect with intuition is to connect with the heart, to really step back into the part of you that's beyond those wounds. And yes, work toward healing those wounds, whether it's through a therapist, some type of healer, uh, some type of whatever it is that, that uh, will support you, that you are amenable to, and also to dive into that pearl, that diamond, that as I learned from Robert Thurman with Buddhism, they talked about, they talk about the clear light, the light of who we are. Um, Probably Jesus talks about this as well in other spiritual Mm. traditions. Mm
0: -hmm. All the masters.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. That, that then you can Just live with more ease and and joy and then also raise up others around you, whether you, you know, not that you have to go like preaching to others, but you can just from your own self be that love and presence and that will inspire others as well to do that. Sometimes people I found in my life, sometimes people not very often, but might their darkness can get kicked up around that because it's just kind of like, I don't know what to do with, you know, with this. And, and then, yeah. but that's where that darkness can come up for, for healing and to really look at, you know, is this really true or not? Mm. Mm. And I look at intuition as the, as the truth as well.
0: Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so too. How did you get on this wavelength? You know, like where did this all come from to tap in?
1: Mm. Well, I really paid attention. So like I said, when I was a new occupational therapist and I was burnt out, I was just like, what am I going to do now? I put all this time and money into this degree. It's not what I thought it would be. Although I did go on to work as an OT in other environments that were good. So it's not all all bad for sure. But I've been self-employed in my own practice for, well, cumulatively for over 20 years. Because the way I work now, there just, there aren't really jobs for it. So I've created it, you know, my own way. And so intuition really guided me through that dark time when I didn't really have many people to show me what to what to do. Mm-hmm. And also what really validated, you know, some, sometimes people think also of like intuition as like psychic phenomena. I can kind of go into the realms of telepathy yeah. and that those kind of terms, these are all just words, mm-hmm. is that I had three separate dreams of three family members. They came to me before they were born, when the mother was newly pregnant, hadn't had any tests, didn't even, maybe was just starting to suspect, but there was no ultrasound. It was very early on in the pregnancy. And I think a, one or two was, one of them was even before the mother was pregnant, but I saw what they looked like. I knew their sex. I knew their personality or had a good Flavor of their personality, and one kept coming to me over and over for months, and a couple of them, the other ones came to me over, you know, a few different dreams, and so that's a pre. Those are precognitive dreams, and I really paid attention because we think about, oh, people can have near-death experiences and they can talk about having these experiences, and then they come back and share them. For me, I had pre-birth experiences of three different souls.
0: That's powerful.
1: And then when they were born, so my mother's now in the spirit world. She passed a few years ago, but I was on my cell phone driving to the hospital for the birth of this third child. And I said, it's going to be a girl. She's going to look like this. And I compared what she would look like to another family member. I said, her personality will be like this family member, but a little bit different in this way. And... And when I got to the hospital with all three of those children, it was as though I was just meeting them um, or I wasn't meeting them for the first time. It was though I'd already had already met them.
0: Yeah. That's powerful stuff.
1: So, I paid attention and I thought, well, there's something going on here that I need to understand. (laughs) Yeah. So, when I did my Qigong energy healing training, I met a psychic intuitive medium spiritual teacher who I've trained with and trained with her for a number of years, and she helped me dive deep into this. And it did require discipline and meditation. Yeah. Some weekends where I didn't even, you know, people talk about going on retreats. I actually did many self-imposed retreats where I, or my soul did that, where it just turned out that I was single and was a, didn't talk to anybody on a weekend and would just spend a lot of time in quietude and reflection and meditation. And um, and then more information was revealed to me that was then later validated. So, and then that's happened in many client sessions one-to-one. So, with energy healing like Qigong, like Reiki healing touch, the main component is intuition because you're using your intuition to sense and feel the other person's being, energy, whatever you want to call it. And so, I hear messages. I see like x-ray vision, although I was taught not to do medical diagnoses, because I'm not a medical doctor, although I know that medical intuitives, and I've interviewed some of them, it's a legitimate profession, but they're also not diagnosing, they give the information to the doctor. And so I was able then to reflect that information back to the person I was working with, and they validated that information. And many times it was like, even though they might have filled out a health intake form, or they thought maybe they had told me, enough information or all the information about whatever their intentions were, challenges were, I would pick up on more nuances that they hadn't told me about their history. And then I receive information that helps them go forward. And then I also teach people how to do that themselves. And, and it's usually quite powerful for the people who take the time to do it, you know, who really allow this to develop more for themselves and cultivate their intuition.
0: Mm -hmm. interesting when you put it that way that you had some premonitions Mm -hmm. because i see intuition in a way like that as in we're able to predict the future it's almost like yeah i don't know how else to say it you do become psychic in a way you're able to like see a sort of future or maybe feel like i said you just know you just know things, yeah, it comes in different shapes and sizes, I guess, like we explained before, but yeah. it has something to do with being able to like tap into our timeless nature, like somehow, some mm-hmm. way it seems like we can see the future. I don't know how else to say it, and um, mm-hmm. the vision of the decision tree keeps coming back to me. It's almost like you can see a few steps ahead in the tree, right. and you know the path to take. Yes,
1: it's very interesting. You're right. And uh, it's interesting. I just invited a, a guest for me to potentially interview who talks about time being an illusion, a physicist. And I don't have the answers about how time works for sure, but I certainly have experience through meditation, through deep sessions with clients, when I'm getting into that state of consciousness or periodically in my life where I'm like having a conversation with you or I'm doing my video editing or writing or whatever I'm working with that I'm just in the flow and I feel like I've stepped into no time zone.
0: Yeah, right, I feel that all the time with these, no time zone, just time just goes by so fast, right? Yeah, when, when one is in the flow in an intuitive state, there is no time, right? When you're just in the zone, everyone knows what that feels like to be in the zone, doing whatever we do, painting, driving a race car, doing a podcast, whatever it is, you're in this state that isn't like thinking about the past or thinking about the future, you're just simply present. And there's something so beautiful about being present. And we all know what that feels like, true presence. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Something special. But yes, it almost feels like when you're present, which seems ironic, when you're present, you can see the future. Right, you can like sort of you just blend into the future if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, Gary, it sounds like you have a gift with that. I I think that for some people they may be able to do that, um, and and also I think intention is really powerful. Just in life in general, what you intend to happen or intend with your intuition. And far be it for me to know if some things are completely one hundred percent predetermined. At the same time, I was taught and have found that we can have an understanding of what the likely future is going to be. However, because there's different variables and different people's consciousnesses involved, Mm. there may be percentages of a probability of whatever might happen based on other things falling into place. So when you asked me, you know, what would would it be like if more people followed their intuition? I think we would all be in sync with each other a heck of a lot more. We'd feel more in harmony. We would feel that we were not only accepting others and being more loving, but that we were more accepted and loved and how how lovely that would be. And I know we all have moments of that. Like if you go to the grocery store or the coffee shop and somebody gives you this smile and you just feel warm and like, wow, that what was that? Or they have a twinkle in their eye and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like this beautiful soul just saw me and just was like sent this beautiful love energy and message to me. And I do believe that that the that more of us can do that i know it's happening a lot there's a many loving people in the world for sure you know if you look at the news or read the papers it will tell you otherwise because those are the those if it bleeds it leads kind of stories but there mm. there is a lot of good happening in the world and, and a lot of love and i think that uh we could we could um it's kind of oxymoronic again you you want to let go of trying or striving with intuition i was going to say we that we could move toward that, but we also just want to allow it to happen versus like is. taking effort. Exactly. We move
0: mm-hmm. toward the allowance. <laughs>
1: exactly. Just like this conversation. I think you and I are very much just like, we'll just see what comes up and go with it.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's how I live my life, or at least try to.
1: <laughs> right. But you do it from a place of purpose and intention, right? I would imagine, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, like you, mm-hmm. you say you practice yoga and meditate every day. Mm-hmm. Um And I would imagine that, and you, marry not- know what that is in this moment or whatever your comfort is of sharing but you probably have a pretty strong intention to uplift the world or bring some positivity to the world i would imagine because of what you're doing
0: yeah it's really that simple just bring a little bit of positivity to the world before i'm gone i'm not here alone so before i leave this plane and go somewhere else i want to hopefully help others at least one person before i leave And also create something that outlasts me. That's my intention. Beautiful. uh, What a beautiful intention. I let that lead the way.
1: And look at that. And so that's where when we have our consciousness aligned with an intention such as yours and mine as well, that when you stay in harmony with that, you're going to have opportunities open Mm -hmm. up. You're going to connect with people, experiences that keep opening the door for that to occur.
0: Yeah, exactly. I said something yesterday. I put out a post. It's like, once you know who you are, everything else just falls into place.
1: Beautiful. Right. And then we also need to take action. So it's, you know, finding out how you intuit or trusting that more, listening to it. And sometimes it'll just flow. You don't really have to do a lot, but, you know, I you put out, look at your beautiful tech equipment. Like, you know, that took a little effort to put that together. Maybe some research yeah. or who knows, you know, like you were like, Hey, that this microphone is good. No, this microphone is not so good. Mm-hmm. So there's a little effort involved with some of that. So it isn't just like, Oh, I'm going to connect with my intu- my intuition, my intention. And I'm just going to sit back and wait for things to come to me. I don't want people to, <laughs> to think that that's, yeah. that that's it necessarily. We also have to do our part as well in the world. Exactly.
0: Yeah. We all have to do our part. The difference is um, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. It's like there is mm. the, there's the doing. And it's just like, I'm at the whim of something. I'm almost at the whim of intuition. And I am the instrument, the willing instrument of whatever intuitive guidance comes forth. And I go with that. And that is the path of least resistance is that we surrender to this intuition, this flow, the satguru guru mm. within. And then, if anything, the doing becomes even more so. I'm very busy. This is my fourth podcast this week. I got a lot to do wow. for sure. But it's not like um
1: You're getting you're getting it done, Gary. Look yeah, at like, you.
0: Yeah, I'm getting you're it. You're not done. messing
1: around. I love but it.
0: But what I'm saying, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not getting it done. It may look like it, but I'm just the I'm just the servant, man. That's all I am. That's all it comes down to. I just serve whatever force this is and just go with that so there's the doing for sure that doesn't stop and if anything like i said the doing just gets more and more um i was gonna say intense but not really intense it's more like amplified there is still always going to be doing and it's willful doing that's the thing but is there's no like i'm doing this for this per se even though there Mm -hmm. always will be a for this there will always be the fruits of the doing that's after the surrender to the intuition if that makes sense like that that comes after the fruits come after just the simple doing and i think that's what really matters is that when we all tap into the intuition that we all have within us we get lost in the flow of whatever our doing is and we're all different Mm. and that's what makes life great and that's what gives us true purpose is we just get lost in that purpose i think i mentioned that before we all know what it's like to be in the zone if there's any point that i feel like there's most purpose in life In my life, it's when I feel as though I'm in the zone. Hmm. I don't know. Just like uh, there's just something so poignant about those moments when I'm in the zone. And I feel like that is the purpose of this experience is whatever can get us into the moment per se um, and tap in and and just flow with that. That's it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Then you're you're in alignment. Yeah. Beautifully said, Gary. And I really like also how you are. Talking about this force. And this is where intuition for a lot of people, myself included, really can be synonymous also with spirituality or aligning with whatever might people might perceive as, if they use these terms, not everybody does, but God or a god or the collective of which we're all a part. And it sounds like when you are in that, flow you are living on purpose in your life and i would imagine it probably feels joyful or exhilarating or exciting yeah maybe tiring sometimes but (laughs) it's a lot of
0: work but worth it and it feels (laughs) like an adventure you know it feels like some kind of journey rather than just trying to put food on the table trying to pay your bills just to get along here there's less inertia there's less grind you know there's more of like uh, a will to get up in the morning. And I know that sounds horrible, but they're just true. Oh, like this, it's
1: totally true. A lot of people you know? are feeling horribly depressed right now. They're, yeah. I just learned that, I think it's over half of the gun violence here in the United States is actual suicide. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. So it's very legit. And when I was going through really hard times, I did question, why am I here? What am I doing? why I want life to be worth living. If it's going to feel like this, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And so now I am excited when I wake up in the morning and sometimes a little tired if I've done a lot, which is normal. Right. So, but I do feel like this is going to be a great day. What adventure lays before me today with what I'm doing. And like you say, it's interesting to kind of Notice what kind of falls into place, you know, like your yeah. invitation for me on your podcast, how exciting and how fun to be here with you. Mm-hmm. And for those listening that we get to combine our efforts and share with the world and other opportunities that come to me, to you, and to those listening when we're in that alignment with our inner knowing and and what's true for us.
0: Amen. Amen to that.
1: Each yeah. individually. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It really does make life worth living.
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. And not only for ourselves, but also for others, because then yeah. we're going to be kinder to ourselves. We're going to be more respectful to ourselves, more loving and caring. We're going to choose to drink and eat better and, you know, maybe have more rest, you know, kind can have more balance with the doing and the non-doing. And then we can in turn treat others with more respect, more love, more care and then we can also then enhance their lives as well. And everybody's going to have a different gift, you know, some people are going to work in healthcare, some people it might be in business, somebody else it might be in the entertainment biz- industry or you know, everybody's got a different uh a service mm-hmm. yeah that they're that they're here to share and and how beautiful if more people were able to Align with that and feel empowered to mm-hmm. do that, so that they can feel more in the flow throughout their days.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it'd be a completely different world. Our world would look different. It wouldn't look how it looks. It wouldn't feel how it feels if we were all tapped in. But I think it's happening. I think it's yeah. You
1: happening. do. Yeah, so, that's yeah. good to hear. Why I do think you think so. it's happening?
0: Just the fact that I'm able to have these kind of conversations with people all around the world and just see the scene even if they don't use the word intuition just to see people tapping into this essence of ourselves it gives me hope and it may seem just like a a select niche but i think intuition this intuitive power this force this guidance is is god and there's nothing more powerful than god so obviously that's going to take over it's it's just like obvious. It's just like how, what's it gonna take? When is it gonna be? Who knows? That's not up to us, that's up to God. But there's nothing that can stop that force. If it's if it's this true force of a loving God that's being endowed upon us at this time, nothing can hold that back. I know, because once you get on that wavelength, there's, there's nothing that can get me off that wavelength. So once we're all on this wavelength,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's it. It's then kumbaya, I don't know what happens. Heaven on earth, maybe. But all I'm saying is, it's the most powerful force in the universe. So it's an inevitability at this point. Um, But Mm. it's all up to us to have that sort of um, transmission already in ourselves to imbue that in our own lives, and then yeah, like we said, it just automatically flows and automatically gets um, spread to others. You know, love brings love, and I guess that's uh, that's up to us. Me and you Emmy, and anybody else listening that resonates that has listened this long. It's up to us to be that loving force, live as that loving force. And then, yeah, we'll just create a much better world. And uh, the thing is, is that world that I picture and envision probably won't be here when I'm here as Gary. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not even what we do it for, which is wild. It's like I I feel as though we're creating a world that isn't even our world. It's not even we're not even creating it Mm -hmm. for ourselves, as in like my personal self, we're creating it for the future selves. Um, hmm. But yeah, that's a far out thought. Who knows? <laughs> Beautiful. I
1: love it. It makes me think of a Rumi quote, which I'm going to paraphrase because I don't I, I, don't think I have it quite memorized, but essentially it's seek not for love, but the barriers that keep you from love.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean,
1: definitely seek love, but also I think it's saying uh-huh. like, notice, well, you said it's the power, most powerful force in the universe mm. or the Cosmos with a K or however, you know, the everything. And you're right. I think that ultimately it's being in that flow of love and what keeps us from being in that flow of that. That's it. And and I think for each of us, maybe our task is to explore, like Rumi says, Mm -hmm. how are we blocking that or where do we have those barriers to it so it can flow and we can feel more love, give more love, receive more love. And also with, with joy and peace as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. It's up to us.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. And also,
1: yeah. And also for, and so I'm grateful for what you're doing, Gary. Thank you so much for this podcast and also not just for humans, but for our planet, for Mm. the animals, for all the creatures and how we treat everything.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen mm-hmm. to that.
1: <laughs> and one other little, me- I just want to mention another kind of simple way, which is connected to connecting with the heart mm-hmm. very much is also to practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. So there's also research that when people either keep a gratitude journal, or like write down one to three things each week, I think there's even correlated with better health outcomes or something that I like to do is when I go to bed at night is think about what am I grateful for today? I don't always remember to do that, but i but i regularly practice gratitude like if i think oh i wish this were this way i think oh but look this is happening yeah that that can also help you connect with your soul your intuition and uh and create a, that higher vibration and connect with love as well which i yeah. believe that gratitude is a is a form and aspect of love
0: oh well, for sure gratitude is like the foundation honestly gratitude Is really what curates that symbiosis between me and love, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
1: Very much. Yeah. So everybody can do that. You know, it's very easy to focus on what's, quote, wrong in your life or in the world. And sure, there are things that legitimately so you want to improve. At the same time, what is good in this moment for you right now, Mm -hmm. or what's happening in your life that you appreciate because the the more that you appreciate it, the more that that will increase in your life, the more that you will have to appreciate. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's really that simple. Yeah, like I said, love brings love. Same thing, gratitude brings more reasons to be gratuitous. Is that the right word? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, just- Or grateful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, grateful, that's the word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so it's that simple it's like we resonate at that and then that resonance just brings more of what you resonate at it's that simple so yeah um yeah
1: or like do something nice for somebody you know we all know we, we all know this but like mm-hmm. maybe writing a thank you note to somebody or yeah. you know there's some there's, there could be something, let's drop my AirPod here. Mm-hmm. There could be something that you could just show some appreciation for somebody in your life, just like in a very sincere yeah. manner. And, mm-hmm. and that other person's going to feel good. You're going to feel good. And that just raises that vibration. So there's very simple little things that can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do, I am a fan of cultivating meditation. I am also a fan of having a teacher of meditation so that you mm-hmm. can manage certain little Areas where you can get stuck in. I do think I'm I'm appreciative of all the, the apps and all the free recordings online. At the same time, I would suggest finding somebody to assist you if you feel called to that. I know there are some self taught people out there, um, but just be sure that you are able to get help with navigating through the the inner terrains of your consciousness as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would recommend that as well. We always need guidance in the beginning, and I think that's why a lot of people get turned off of meditations because you- yes. It's a sort of skill, and if you don't know how to go about it without guidance, without the mental muscle trained,
1: mm-hmm. it can
0: just seem like, what am I doing? I'm just sitting here with my eyes closed. It just seems like there's no point. So you do have mm-hmm. to, when you approach this, um, approach it with guidance for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like, uh, I'm not doing this right, and then people just stop. Or yeah, this doesn't feel good, why would I even want to meditate? So that you can actually have... Um, a positive experience associated with it, with it, with it that where you'll want to come back and, and do that again. Yeah, exactly. And there are simple ways to meditate, even just um, one that I love that is called the special place imagery, where you imagine just being someplace really peaceful or relaxing and don't do this while you're driving or doing anything <laughs> that needs your attention but then you can just kind of take a mental break and clear the mental palate and get the stress levels down, the cortisol go from that stress response to more relaxation response. And it's sort of like taking a little mini vacation and and then you can approach whatever you're working with or if there's a problem that you had going on that you can usually see it with with fresh eyes as well and a fresh heart, you know, and mind yeah and and that's where or like you know, a lot of times people will maybe be wrestling with a particular challenge. And maybe if you go for a walk or just take a break from it and do something else, but that really does calm the body and the mind. Um, also exercise, repetitive exercise yeah. can also induce the relaxation response. It can help with intuition. Yeah. But then when you come back to it, you can have new insights or epiphanies. It's kind of like, you know, I'll sleep on it and-
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And you can get new insights as well.
0: Yeah, well said. It's really all about tapping in whatever way we got to tap in exactly tap in it's all within the kingdom of right. is within <laughs> yes exactly it
1: exactly yeah. very good and actually another quote i'll just throw one out uh Please. i think that jesus had it right when he said that doubt will sink you if you have faith you can walk on water and so mm. meaning that you, when you said trust, you know, being able to, if we, if we continue to question it or have fear or feel like, well, I can't do this, or this is just not accurate, then you're going to keep yourself distant from it. Yeah. So if you, when I was first learning this, that's why I was suggesting like Thinking about if you're picking out a book or a movie or a show, or if you hear the phone ring, or hear your your phone make a noise and it's a text message before you look at it, who do you think it might be? And you can play those little games to start strengthening it and just be playful with it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's good. Had ye but little faith.
1: Hmm. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yes. And it and it really is um Some people listening might be thinking, well, that, you know, that sounds too good to be true. Well, if you believe that, again, that's not having the trust in the process. And so, therefore, then it likely won't. You won't be able to connect with it the way you would like. But if you go through various simple steps, some of we've suggested many in this conversation, um, you will likely start seeing more positive results or having more positive experiences in your life and uh, and and others who are in your life as well
0: most likely for sure at the end of the day the proof is in the pudding you just got to do it podcast ain't going to do it for you you just have to do it (laughs) (laughs) well hey on that note i think we can probably start to wrap this thing up um do you have anything else you want to say
1: I just want to say that thank you to you, Gary, for what you're doing. You really are bringing a lot of positivity to the world. And I feel that it was our intuition that led us to have this conversation here today. And so, this is proof in the pudding right here, right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. The proof is in the podcast.
1: The proof is in the (laughs) podcast. That's a great one. I love it.
0: Well, yeah. I Thank you for coming on here. I appreciate your time, effort, and wisdom. i think this is an awesome talk. Um me too. Went by really quick. Like I said we were we were in some kind of flow, some timeless state. Um it's real. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. The only thing really I could say is like a testimony or like an attest meant to this, this whole intuitive flow. You know, we can't do it for anybody. All we can do is speak about it, but it's real. This stuff is 100% real. And the more you tap in, the more real it feels. <laughs> that's okay. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And we're all doing it all the time. We just may mm-hmm. not be aware of it, right? Because we're all making decisions every day. And even if you're not making a decision, you're making a decision. And,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and how you are with your own energy, you know, that's another way to connect with intuition is working with your own energy, how you feel. All of that is impacted by the choices you make and your beliefs in your life, the thoughts that you have the feelings the emotions that you have and so it isn't that this is just something over here and you're here it's mm. it's very much a part of who you are it's just like you say tapping in harnessing cultivating becoming aware of when it's when you're in alignment with your intuition when you're not thinking about the past uh when it's served you when you knew you should have like a lot of times people will say oh i knew better
0: yeah yeah So pay attention
1: to that and then as you go forward, you can make decisions or take action in ways that that are more in alignment with your own true wisdom, your intuition.
0: Well said. Thank you for coming on here. Thanks, Gary. (laughs) Lots of love to
1: you and all of your listeners and viewers. Thank Thank you for having me. It's been a blessing and a joy.
0: For sure. Peace and love to everybody. Peace and love to you, Emmy.
1: Goodbye. You too.